conditions, not quotas, making unconscious bias conscious. In our last video of the Unconscious Bias series, we continue to focus on appreciating that to establish parity in society, we need to acknowledge that our unconscious biases can be the barrier. The best way to bust a preference is through questioning, not imposing quotas. In this Wee Wednesdays, I'll share some questions you may want to consider to expose an unconscious bias when you are looking for a job, hiring a new employee, seeking to collaborate with another organization, or consciously contributing to a company's cause. Hello, I'm Suzanne F. Stevens, Conscious Contribution Cultivator for the You, Me, We group. Welcome to We Wednesdays, a short weekly video infusion on how to maximize your meaning by consciously contributing to your community, country, or beyond. It's difficult to assess if there is an unconscious bias by just observing microbehaviors, as discussed earlier in this Bias Buster series, because those biases are usually seen over time. However, micro-questions can get to the root of the preference by directly asking a question once a bias has been observed. Using this technique in a new relationship, however, can sabotage a connection faster than you can say bias buster three times. So what's the alternative? Ask questions that lead to how people make decisions and listen to the cues and clues they give you. Some may provide you with insight to their unconscious bias. People will often share, especially if you're given the opportunity to talk. As said in the last week Wednesdays, is the one who asks the questions is the one who controls the conversation. I call the below questioning technique micro-macro questioning, meaning questions that give you a broader understanding of someone's perspective on a specific subject matter. So here are some examples. Let's say you're looking for a job. Questions to ask to assess the opportunity for growth. Things like, what is your business model? How do you reward performance? How are employees acknowledged for meeting organization objectives? Tell me about the hiring procedure. What results does an individual need to demonstrate to achieve advancement in your organization? Is there a mentoring program available? How does one become a mentee? What are the most important criteria you look for while assessing the best job applicant? Which is most important and why is that? Now, all of these questions are also below on the button. Just hit would like to read and they'll be there for you, but stay with me for a little longer. So here are some questions for hiring a new employee. Prospective employees may also have an unconscious bias. Learning about them before hiring them will help expose that they will be someone you can collaborate with to meet the organization's vision. So here are some questions. When assessing an organization to work with, what criteria do you evaluate? Which are the three top priorities? How do you measure your success within an organization? Tell me what you would consider as a failure. Describe the environment you would like to work in to maximize your performance, and why is that? Share how you collaborated with the team, the project, the goal, the interactions, and the outcomes. What were some of the obstacles that presented themselves? Did you overcome them? How did you overcome them? What type of leadership style do you best respond to? And why is that? 
How about some other questions in regards to seeking to collaborate with another organization, for example? Perhaps your small business. Ask them, what is your business model? What are your hiring practices? What role does hiring diverse talent play in your organization? Do you promote from within? What characteristics do individuals need to demonstrate to be considered for advancement? What criteria do you seek in a collaborator? How would you measure the success of a collaboration? Now, let's look at a few other questions. How about when you consciously contribute to a company's cause? You may want to ask the company. How did your organization go about selecting this cause? Why is this cause important? And why now? As a result of supporting this cause, has your organization considered any potential consequences, either to the community or other stakeholders? How long have you been supporting it? How are your employees involved in helping the cause? How has contributing to the cause affected your business performance? What impact has your organization made on moving the cause mandate forward? There are many other questions you may want to ask about a cause. Visit a previous We Wednesdays, and it's called Please Don't Volunteer, and there's a host of questions there as well. But intention of the, these questions is to expose possible biases that are not aligned with yours or are aligned with your values. Assessing an organization's unconscious bias, it's important. In addition to asking questions and listening for clues and cues, assessing their willingness to operate outside the usual networks. Do they have an untraditional approach to a traditional problem, which opens the door for diverse solutions? Do they have the courage to offer someone a chance in an underrepresented communities or partner with organizations that provide opportunities to minority groups? By asking questions and exposing organizations' practices will transform behaviors, not just for the betterment of underserved communities, but for all. Overrepresented cultures also benefit from having diverse perspectives to help them grow, look at an idea, an opportunity to challenge through new lenses. As mentioned earlier in this Bias Buster series, ethnically diverse companies are 35% more likely to outperform their non-diverse counterparts. Now, when do quotas count? I hear people say this all the time. I don't care if it's a man or a woman, if they're fat or thin, as long as the best person is in the job. Not only do I appreciate the sentiment, I stand by it. The challenge is, if a cohort is never given or given limited opportunity to demonstrate their ability, how will we ever know who is the best person for the job? Here's the thing. Sometimes imposing quotas allow for people's potential to emerge and alter social norms. Unconscious bias is the only, only embedded in our minds, but in our systems, processes, and structures. And although quotas are prescriptive, until we have a critical mass of women leading in organizations, politics, or society, the masses won't be able to appreciate the leadership that an often more innate nurturer can bring to the community. And that goes for all minority groups. That doesn't happen to happen in a vacuum. And therefore, until we master our questions or change our social paradigms, quotas may help even out 
the leadership scale with diverse people from diverse cultures, abilities, and sexual orientation and races. Well, we are on the topic. Most women do prop up other women. They only break each other down when there's limited room for all to excel. That was on my mind, so I thought I would share it. Thanks for joining us for the Bias Buster series. Who would have thought this was only going to be one vlog? Until next time, make your contributions count.